You know, VBS was amazing. I mean, we start with it. We're only halfway through VBS, but that first week was so much fun. I mean, do we have anyone who served in VBS? Raise your hands if you served in VBS. Yeah. Give it up for our volunteers. Because we had over 300 kids, and there is no way that we can do it without the volunteers. And so them giving up their week to be here, to be a part of what we're doing on this campus is amazing. And uh, it, it's just to see these kids each and every day, I mean, they're coming up to the front and it's, it's almost like this uh, mosh pit up here of kids that's just like shouting Jesus and praising and worshiping and having the best time ever. I had one kid who was probably like a fifth grader who came up to me at the end of the week and he goes, Pastor Steve, and he goes, this is the best day camp I have ever been to. I have ever been to. I'm like, that's pretty cool. You know, that's awesome. I'm just like, I am so glad. And uh, so if you happen to miss the first week and you have neighbor kids or kids that aren't registered, you can still register. Uh, if you are an adult volunteer and you're like, I don't want to miss out on the fun, we might still have space for you as well. And uh, so if that sounds interesting to you, uh, come, serve. Uh, and if you missed our opener last Sunday night, I expect that you'll all be here tonight at 5.30 because these kids are amazing and there's nothing more that I want to see for these kids than the support from our church. You know, it's like that is the biggest thing that we need to do is we as adults, it's our job to be the example, but also when these kids are making the right decisions when they could be doing other things that society is as telling them is right, but they're giving up their summer to be here, the least we can do as a church is come support them. You know, it's 5.30, you'll be out of here by 6.30, then go have dinner. So I can't imagine any better place to be tonight than here supporting these kids, and um, so hopefully we'll see you all tonight. Now, just to kind of give you an overview of what we've been studying with these kids is um, every year we try to figure, like we just pray about like what do we want to study? And several years ago we decided we wanted to focus kind of on New Testament, go through some of the Gospels and work our way through Acts. And so that's kind of what we've been doing. And so we now are at the point of Paul. And this whole week we've been looking at Paul. And the cool thing about Paul is there's so much in the Bible we can read, we can study, we can see the story of his life. And when we think about Paul, a lot of us, I mean, myself included, we see the end of his life. And we look at the end and how he finished and the letters that he wrote, and you're like, wow, Paul, that is so amazing. Like the things like the advice he gives and the encouragement he gives and the things that he says, you're like, there's so much good stuff in the letters that, that Paul writes. And so we wanted to take the story of Acts and his transformation, but then we also wanted to give a little tribute to some of the letters that he wrote and take a little bit in uh, from what the future, that the things he writes, and put it into what we see on stage. And so, you know, we really, like Paul makes several, uh, throughout some of his letters, he makes several uh, like points about lightness or light and dark. 
And so we really wanted to see that play out on stage as well. And so the kids, all the non-believers start off in dark clothes, they black and browns and just dark. And then once they start following Jesus, all of a sudden it's bright, you know, bright colors, like fluorescence and blues. And just like, so it's like, there's a change. And we even make it kind of a, kind of a joke about it that it's, you know, the Paul character before the transformation. Someone's like, well, how can you tell that Jesus follows her? And it's like, well, they look different. They smell different. They talk different. You know, so we kind of make a joke about it, but it's like these things that we see play out in Paul's life. Because when, when I read these letters, I do look at, look at it a little bit like script writing. Because we, for a long time now, have been writing our own scripts for VBS. So there's lots of VBSs that, you know, you can buy box sets and they send you all the information. Well, we create everything from scratch here. And so we rewrite these scripts, and this year, and, and when we write the scripts, I mean, in this year I wrote the script, and it's, it's very personal. So it's like, I don't know how to write other than from past experience and kind of take the Bible, but it, it definitely has my personality in it. And if you ask the kids, they always know all the scripts that I write, because they said, it just sounds like you talking, Pastor Steve. And it's like, because that's what I know. And so and that's when we read these letters a lot of that is in here too, is that personality of Paul that we can look at. And so I had full intention on just focusing on the road to Damascus and we were gonna talk through it and, and go through it that way. And then a few days ago, I started getting like, no, I don't want you to do that. No, that doesn't feel right. And, and, and then all of a sudden I started to read through Ephesians and, and read through Ephesians 5 and I felt like that was right. And if I have learned anything since becoming a children's pastor, it's, if I feel like something is right, then that's probably the route we should go. So we're gonna go with Ephesians 5 today. Uh, so if you have a Bible, open up to Ephesians 5. If you don't, uh, our ushers will bring you a Bible. Uh, let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We just thank you that uh, we get to be a small part of what you're doing on this campus. We thank you for the amazing week that VBS was, and we look forward to the week ahead. We pray for these kids tonight. We pray for them all week that you would keep this campus safe, but also that you would uh, help us learn from these kids, that you would just change us the same way that you changed Paul, Lord, that there would be a transformation in and through us each and every day, and we love you so much. Amen. All right, so Ephesians chapter 5, right at verse 8. It starts, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them, for it is shameful to even speak of those things which are done by them in secret, but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. 
Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Now, when I was reading through that, I really felt like this encompasses a lot of what we're trying to do at VBS. And it just reminded me, like a lot of these verses reminded me of what we're doing here on this campus. And not to mention, it starts out talking about children. And as the children's pastor, I like the kids. I like them better than the adults. They're more fun. They don't take themselves so seriously, either do I. But it starts off, because I think there's, there's some points in here that we look at, because if you just look at the way that Paul's writing, if you knew nothing else about Paul, you'd be like, this dude's pretty cool. This dude, like, okay, he knows his stuff. This guy is like legit Christian Jesus follower, like I wanna go where he goes but we need to remember where he started. Because it's not like he was always like this. And there's only a few verses that talk about who Paul was before the transformation. So as you guys know, I mean, he, he had the name change. And there's a couple verses. The first one is in Acts chapter eight. And this is right after... Stephen is stoned, and it says he was consenting. And we have the verse up here in, in, in Acts chapter 8 that it says right after, it says, As for Saul, so this is before his transformation. Okay, now look at this verse. He made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Now, if you make a comparison of what we just read in Ephesians to this that's quite a 180. I mean, just that word havoc. Like if you say that someone is wreaking havoc, you're not like, oh, the, he is just, you know, he's mostly peaceful. He's just wreaking a little havoc. No. And dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. He is not a good guy. You say the name Jesus, he's like, Gone, take you. And then the very next chapter in, in Acts chapter 9, here's another one before, again, the road to Damascus. It says, then Saul, so this is after, then Saul, after he's still dragging these people from their houses, still, these are key words that you have to do, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. So he's ratcheting up even higher went to the high priest and asked for letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Again, doesn't sound like a very nice guy. Breathing threats and murder is a little different than what we just read in Ephesians. And so when we look at that, 
We have to like look at, okay, who, there is obviously a change that happens, which we know happens on the road to Damascus and Jesus meets him. I mean, Saul was an educated guy. He learned from the best teachers. Like he was smart. It's not like he was just some dumb guy. And it's just so important to understand where Saul started. And we try to play that out on stage this week as well because I need the kids to know that Paul didn't start on a good path. These kids need to understand the Bible. Like it's very easy to glaze over the tough stuff. There's a lot of churches and a lot of kids' ministries that will skip over the difficult things to get to the good things. But that misses the point. We need to teach the kids that this guy was a terrible guy because then it makes the redemption story that much better. And I can tell you, at least speaking for myself, you can agree to it or not, but I think we all have a little Saul inside of us. We all have some of that, not maybe to this extent, but we all have Saul inside of us. We all do things that are sinful, that are wrong. But the amazing thing is, just because we were there, or maybe even today you kind of feel like, you know what, I still kind of am, that doesn't mean that's where we need to stay. And this is the story of Jesus. And it's not just for Saul, it's for all of us. And so now when we flip back to Ephesians and we look at Ephesians, we can kind of take it a little bit more contextually because I think when Paul is writing these letters, he's remembering who he was in the past. That doesn't leave us. And in fact, God uses what our past is to help us in the future because then we can relate to people better. And even when Saul was doing the crazy things, it says that all the, like all, all the believers, they spread out, they scattered. They finally left Jerusalem, like something needed to kick them out of Jerusalem because they were comfortable. And it was Saul going around, dragging them all out. And they're like, okay, we gotta get out of here. And so they scattered. And what did they do when they scattered? They preached the gospel. And sometimes those kicks are what we need in order to get to where we're supposed to go. Because change is hard and uncomfortable. But this is what our life is for. To follow Jesus' plan for our lives, not our own. So let's look at this Ephesians because I think there's some things that we need to look at because I think it's a little bit, Paul's like, hey, look, it's a warning, it's a game plan, it's a little layout. And so he first starts in Ephesians 8, he says, for you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. So here's that reference to children. We're gonna get there in a second, but he also makes, he makes multiple references of darkness and light. Now, when you meet Jesus, you get to enter the light. It's like a light goes on, kind of like Saul, road to Damascus, bright light, booming voice. 
And it's like, a lot of believers, I think we think that, oh, just because now I believe in Jesus, everything is gonna be great. I am not gonna have any problems. I believe in Jesus now. You can baptize people and be like, they're so happy, which is an amazing thing. But life does not just all of a sudden get easy just because now you believe in Jesus. Because the fact is, as soon as you start to believe in Jesus, the devil wants to push back. The darkness wants to come in. And so I don't know, like, I'm not the smartest person in the world. I'll admit that. But every year it's like I'm surprised when we're doing VBS that something bad happens, that we get complaints from parents. Like, I don't know why these parents are complaining. Because the last thing the devil wants to see is 300 plus kids in here worshiping Jesus, having fun, life-changing stuff that they go home and say, this is the best place I have ever been. So we can't expect them to just come in and just everything to be okay and nothing bad is ever gonna happen. Because the darkness wants in. The darkness wants in on your life too. If you decide you're gonna make a change, be like, you know what? We've only been going to church once every about, I don't know, three, four months. I really feel like we should start going to church every week. Don't be surprised if something happens that all of a sudden you get phone calls. They're like, oh, we really need you to go and do this for me on Sunday morning. Oh, well, I guess we can't go to church today. Don't be surprised that roadblocks get in the way or you decide you haven't been to church in a long time and you are family and you're like, we're gonna go to church Sunday morning. Don't be surprised if your kids are having a meltdown Sunday morning because the devil knows it's easier for you to just say, you know what, we'll try next week. Because the darkness is going to try to intervene where it will affect you the most. When I said I was going to take this job, I had a dream. And for those of you who have been here a long time, you know my story. I had a dream that I was supposed to take over children's ministry here at Horizon. I told my wife and she's like, are you sure? <laughs> I don't know. But every one of my family was like, I don't know if you should do that. Her family. Yeah, I don't know if you should do that. If I listened to all the people around me, I would not be standing here today because the devil wants to use the people closest to you. So when you make a decision that you want to make a change, don't be surprised that attacks come. If you're doing something for Jesus, don't be surprised when the attacks come. When we're having a thousand people over the two weeks on this campus celebrating Jesus, we can't be surprised that attacks come. And this is why we need your help with prayer. Praying for these kids. It says, walk as children of the light. This is not a coincidence that he uses children because Jesus in Matthew 18 also talks about children. Because the disciples ask him like, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus says, assuredly I say to you, in verse three, 
Unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one of these little children like this in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones to believe in me to sin, it would be better for him uh, if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. I mean, that's pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty straightforward there. But obviously, Jesus shows the importance of children. VBS is so important. Training these kids to believe in Jesus is important. But also, Jesus is basically saying we need to be more childlike when we worship, when we live our life for him. Because for those of you who were in this room, I think you would agree it felt a little bit different during worship, during VBS week, than this morning during worship. I mean, the kids are on fire. And that is what worship is. We should just be letting go in here. We should be singing freely. There's nothing in the Bible that says you have to sound perfect. I will sing like a dying cow nice and loudly. That's my joyful noise, okay? We need to be more childlike. We get caught up as adults. We get worried about what other people think. We get so nervous of like, I can't raise my hands past here. And I'm not saying that, like all this stuff, I'm not saying because I'm like saying, oh, you know what, I'm better than you are. Because I was in your shoes. That was me not that long ago. I grew up and it was like in a Catholic household and it's like to put your hands up at all was like, oh no, I'm just gonna sit here and like this. I mean, I would just stand, kneel, sit, stand, kneel, sit, stand, kneel, sit. That was my movement. <laughs> we need to be more free. That's what God wants for us. He wants us to act like children. At least I'm gonna keep saying that because it gives me an excuse. And so as this, this verse continues, so it's like, okay, we need to walk like children and we'll come back to that. For the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of the darkness, but rather expose them. I think this is one of our issues as Christians because we get so caught up on loving one another, which is what Jesus says, but to the point where we're afraid to say and call out sin. We're afraid to say what the truth actually is. We have the truth on our side, but we're afraid to speak it. You're afraid that you might be doxxed on Twitter, that someone might say a nasty comment on Instagram. But we know what the truth is. And it says that, but rather expose them. Don't have affiliation with the things of the darkness. It's even shameful to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. All things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. 
Therefore, he says, wake up. We need to wake up this morning. We need to wake up. Today needs to be the day that that change happens. If it hasn't changed already, that we start to live in the light, that we know what the darkness is. The whole purpose of the light is to understand what is dark. So we wake up. And we wake up in the name of Jesus, it says. It says, in Christ Jesus will give you light. So let's wake up, church. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Don't be unwise. Understand what the will of the Lord is. And we just talked about the, what is the will of the Lord? The Lord just said, Jesus' word said, be a child. Act more childlike. Do not be drunk with wine in which dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in the heart to the Lord. This is one of my favorite things about VBS, is the music, the worship. We spend a lot of time trying to figure out our music for VBS, because when, when I started here, one of the biggest things that I felt was important is I wanted these kids to be singing these songs outside of church. Because the kids are gonna be singing something. They're gonna wanna listen to something. And part of the issue in my mind is kids' ministry, a lot of churches use the exact same music that they used when you were kids which is the exact same music that you or your parents used when they were kids. It's like the children's ministry music is from 1845. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but none of you are listening to that music still. Kids want to hear something that sounds good to their ear. And for the most part, kids don't want to listen to their parents' music. And so we find music, we find worship songs that you might be like, oh, that doesn't sound like a worship song. But the kids are singing and dancing, doing the gritty on stage. If you don't know what the gritty is, you're old. <laughs> I wouldn't know unless I was the children's pastor, so I'm in the same boat. They keep me young. But my kids, you know, it's like, this is kind of how I know if the song is good or not, is if the next one, especially my 14-year-old, because, you know, he's cool, and my 10-year-old, and if in the morning, they're singing it. And so every VBS morning, I'm here and go, da, 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 and you're like, I don't know what that is. Again, just going to remind you that you are old and it's Okay. Or they're singing, if you know who I know. You know, it's like, and this is the songs, and now they're singing, and the kids come, and they're singing, and they're praising God, and it's all to glorify Jesus. And then when they go home, if you had kids at VBS, they probably put on the playlist, and you're like, what is this? I've never heard this song before. But you're like, actually, it's kind of catchy. Because we need to sing. It says right here in, you know, in verse 19, speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. It doesn't say we have to sing the songs that our great-grandparents sang. 
spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So it's like, what, do we, what kind of music are we listening to? Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In this verse, I think we skip over it sometimes because especially as men, you want to get to verse 22. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. And like, oh, let's skip that. Wives, submit to your own husbands as the Lord. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. This verse is overlooked because basically it's saying that we need to serve one another. We need to be in service with and for one another. And I can tell you, something happened at around COVID time. But service fell off the map. And it's sad. Because there are so many verses throughout the Bible about serving one another. And yet, coming out of COVID, like at this point, we have now probably at best, half the number of people serving in children's ministry that we had going into COVID, but we have more kids in children's ministry than we did pre-COVID. How does that add up? And that just isn't for children's ministry, that's across the campus. So at some point, we as a church stopped serving. And that's sad. And I'll say, again, I am not here to convict you, to tell you what you're doing is wrong because I was just as guilty. It wasn't that long ago before I started this position that Lauren, she would be like, my wife, she's like, hey, you know, we should probably serve in the two-year-old room because Colin is in there and so we should serve. And I'm like, oh, the two-year-olds, those, those things are little monsters. Hush. I don't want to be in there. She's like, come on. Fine. They're the worst. Or even just coming to church. Be like, oh, oh, I, oh, I think he coughed. We can't go. Not allowed to have your kid in children's ministry. I think I heard a cough. Plus football's on at 10 o'clock. That was me. I tried to do everything I could to get out of serving. And then Lauren reminded me this morning, she was like, one of the first times that I served was actually in set, setting up for VBS. I don't know why, but they like would do it all in one day. And I was like, I feel like I should help them out. Let me, I can't build anything. I probably would hurt myself if I used a saw or a hammer or nail my own finger. So, but I just felt like I should just be there to like hold stuff, carry things. And I stayed. I stayed till they were done. I was the last volunteer here. And then I did it again the next year. And then I started serving in, in Awana Games. And next thing you know, God's telling me I should be children's pastor here. And now, fast forward, I'm here. And if people ask, they've asked me before, what's your plan? I said, I didn't plan on being here, so I got no plans now. I'm figuring if God wants me to go somewhere else, he'll make it clear, and that's where we're going. But we have to have a willingness to serve, and what, what blows my mind is these kids. These kids have such a willingness to serve. We have more 
16 and younger serving in children's ministry than adults. And I'm going to tell you right now, adults, that's sad. That the kids serve more than you. And again, I get it. I was there. I was just as guilty. I made all the excuses in the world of why I couldn't serve. But here's what I can tell you. When I finally just gave in and gave up and said, God, whatever, whatever you want to use me for, that change was real, that change was huge, and I can tell you my marriage is way better than it was. And it was good. Like, it was a good marriage, but my marriage was be- is better. My relationship with my kids is better. My kids are better because they see the example that I am called to lead as the dad, as the head of the household. They see me being the example. Right now, your kids are being the example for you, and that needs to flip. We should have so many people serving that we have to actually tell you, yeah, you know what? We have to put you on like once every other month because we have too many people that want to serve. And so I think it's time that we become more childlike. One more quick story because it was just so amazing. At VBS, we had a girl um, who was deaf. She's like six. And she could only sign, and she had uh, volunteers here. Luckily, we have volunteers in our, our uh, ministry that can sign. And so she came, and, uh, and it was awesome. And, and so one of the volunteers brought her in. She wanted to meet me afterwards. And so I, I talked to her you know, through the, the sign language translator, because I don't sign at all. Um, but it was just such a special moment. And she was so happy to be here. And she finished by giving me a hug. And it was so sweet. And I told my son about it. And now, if there's not enough of a plug for prep, because your kids should be going there if they're not already. But my son, he's taken some electives at prep. One of it, which he took was AV class, which then he's been serving as, you know, running cameras here. Then he took guitar. Well, that turned out okay. And he's, as well now as he, he took a sign language class. And so he's like, Dad, I'd really like to go and see if I can sign with her. So I said, sure. I mean, I'm not going to be like, no, you can't do that. Like, let's go. So at snack time, I took him over there, and he sat down with her, and, and he tried his best to sign and was like, getting help from the volunteers to sign with him, you know, sign, and sign with her. And they shared Oreos together. And it was such a special moment. And I actually had to pull him away. I'm like, Colin, we gotta go. I know you wanna stay and keep uh, chatting here, but we gotta go. We gotta go get set up for the afternoon session. I had to pull him away because he would have just sat there. And it's just like, these are the things that we see at VBS of the kids be an example for us. So parents, adults, it's time for us to step up. It's time for us to step up and be more childlike. And so here's just a few things that kind of as I was reading through Ephesians that I feel like when I look at VBS, this is what I see. Number one, 
Kids have a willingness to be free. They don't get caught up in, you know, doing everything exactly right. We throw new songs at them, and they're not trying to do the motions perfect. They're just like, you know, they're trying to do the motions and the gritty, and they're like, again, if you don't know what that is, it's okay, look it up. But they just have a freeness about them. They don't care. They just want to have fun. But we as adults, we feel like restricted. We feel restricted in our seats. We're worshiping, and we're worshiping like this. Is anyone watching me? We should be singing loud. And I'm not saying you need to be crazy because you might not be comfortable with that, but that's okay. But it's okay to put your hands up. I'm telling you, like, I was uncomfortable with that at first. When we first came to this church, I might have been like, they're a little too charismatic for me. (laughs) But we need to put our hands up, be free, have that freedom of of a child, because that's what we're here for, is to worship Jesus. That is our purpose. Because I guarantee you, if you guys go to like a country concert or you go to a concert, you're like, woo! You come to church and you're like, that needs to be flipped. So we need to be free. We need to have a willingness to follow. We wander around campus and the leaders just have their, you know, the heads on a stick and they're just going around and the blue shirts and all the blue shirts just go with. We could walk over the deli and all the kids would just go. They don't ask questions, they just follow. But all the adults are always like, um, excuse me, are you doing this right? Um, excuse me, I don't know if we're supposed to do that. Because... We have difficulty following this. We want to make our own rules. God gave us this for a reason. It's to take that burden off of us. That all you got to do is follow what he's already said. You don't have to make up new rules. They're listed for us. You follow what Jesus said. You do what Jesus did. Guess what? It's going to be okay. Stop trying to make your own path. They have a willingness to trust. When we tell them, here's the Bible, they say, cool. When we say, here's the Bible to you guys, you're like, well, I don't know. It's a pretty old book. Is it still true? Our society is full of people who want their own truth. There is only one truth. And we need to stand up for what that truth is. Stop backing down. Wake up. Say, this is the truth. I know it's the truth because Jesus said so. And lastly, the kids have a willingness to serve. They do. These kids that are on this stage for VBS have given up their entire summer to be a part of what we're doing here. That service. And you know what? They love it. And the kids in the, in the crowd, they like, 
look at these kids on stage and they're like, wow, they're so cool. The kids just don't realize, they think that the kids on stage are cool. It's not the kids on stage, it's Jesus. They just don't realize that what they're seeing is Jesus working in and through these kids. And they're just like mesmerized by just these kids up on stage. But it's like, I tell the, all the worship kids, I'm, I'm, every prayer is pretty much, every practice is like, guys, it's not about you. It's not about you, it's about Jesus. If you're here to be on stage, to be like, look at me, I don't want you here. Because it's not about you, it's not about being up on this stage, it's about preaching, singing, dancing Jesus so that these kids learn how to worship. And they have the willingness to serve unlike anything that I have seen, and I am so grateful to be a part of it. And I am humbled, and it makes me want to do a better job. And so the band's gonna come back out. And they're gonna play that song, I Thank God. It's my son, I can recognize his voice. <laughs> they're gonna play the, the bridge of that song, Hell Lost Another One, I Am Free. And I want us to worship like we've never worshiped before. Yeah. So you know what? If that means that you normally are here, let's get to here. <laughs> Baby steps. And if you're here, let's get to here. Amen. And if you're here, let's go all the way up. And let's sing louder than these kids. Because I want to rock this place out because I've been hearing it being rocked out all week. And you know what? It was a little flat this morning. So let's rock it out like I know you guys can. So let's pray and then let's sing. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you that we get to serve you, that we get to worship you. So Lord, let us let go. Let us be free and not worry about what people will think or say. Let us just stay focused on you. Let us just, just do everything in your name. Amen.